The Tuffle Commute, Season 14, Episode 3, Volunteer, in which I and two other people volunteer to host this episode. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you doing? Fine, fine. I just uh, I like the way that we're no longer hosts, we're volunteers. You are, you are now, I, we've now all been promoted, demoted, side-moted to volunteers. Volunteer hosts. Volunteer <laughs> hosts. That's nice. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the TEFL Commute. This is a podcast for language teachers that's not about language teaching, but the topic always comes up. Um, I'll introduce myself, and then I'll let my two co-volunteer hosts introduce themselves. Uh, my name is Lindsay. I'm Sean. My name's Kerry. In each episode of TEFL Commute, we take a topic and look at it from different angles as it relates to language, teaching, or something else that catches our fancy. And today's topic uh, was volunteer. That was suggested by Kerry. Surely um, it was volunteered by Kerry. Vol voluntary volunteer. <laughs> <to the topic. laughs> How many ways can we get the word volunteer in the first yeah. two minutes of this episode? Too many. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Kerry, what... What, 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 how should we start this? What should we start? What kind of volunteering okay, should so we be talking like, about here? I was, I think the first thing that came to my mind was that whole thing about when you're in a class and you call for volunteers, you know, that, um, and you get that kind of embarrassed shuffling and nobody makes eye contact. And, um, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. do this down, but it's kind of maybe new teachers are there desperately trying to find the one student who's because going to make eye contact to volunteer. Exactly. And yes. And, and so what's the line? It's, it's always like, can I, it's, uh, do I have any volunteers or can I get a volunteer? And then there's a silence. Yeah. And then it's sort of like, if nobody volunteers, I'll have to nominate you. <laughs> sort of, that's if that's the punishment. Yeah. yeah um, and you can't volunteer someone else. That's always yes. the one. It's like, I volunteer so and so. <laughs> yes. Sorry, when you, when you just, I, when you, when you were introducing that little bit there, you said new teachers. So do you think it's a new teacher phenomenon? Um, I think it's one of those traps that we fall into often enough to become wary of it. Um, and, and I think I'm probably just thinking more about um, in training that I've noticed it. And I guess I, I don't get to peep into classrooms of more experienced teachers oh, okay. that much. So I guess that was where that was yeah. coming from. No, I just um, wondered if, if it was, because I would say the same, but I would say most of my classroom observation experience is often, is often with newer teachers. So, yeah. you, uh, so I wonder if, I wonder if it was observational selection bias. Although that <laughs> being said, that being said, I do sometimes see it also at conferences and sometimes with people who are presenting at a conference who are presumably, maybe they're, newer time presenters but experienced teachers but yet they still fall into that trap which i would argue is almost worse at a conference when you say Unless can i get a volunteer a if you ever... i think some people plant their volunteers in the audience quite shamelessly oh but, right so yeah. they say can i get a volunteer and someone goes so, yeah, are, are i will, I will. Secret, yeah I think the <laughs> and then you realize it's the publisher's the representative yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> um 
But I think I think both of those situations, what they have in common when they don't work, is I think they are characteristic of of um, being a bit reluctant to be assertive or or being nervous to sort of sound like you're bossing people around. Whereas you'll see other more experienced teachers or teachers who are very accustomed to a class and the class is used to the teacher where they'll say, okay, so I need two people to come up. Um, Sean and Carrie, why don't you come up here? And then you're sort of in it, right? Whereas I, I find it is more that very kind of nervousness because you sort of feel, well, I'm especially if you're dealing with with adults, but even with younger learners as well, where you're like, I don't really want to boss you around. We're all on the same level field here. So, you know, I'll let you choose, you know, sort yeah, of like, I could say there's a number decide. of things in place that I think uh, certainly with with perhaps a younger teacher in an adult class that the students are older, I think there's a there's kind of a uh, not an inferiority complex, but I re I realize these are my uh, my elders. Um so I won't nominate them. I will. I will allow them to speak. But I, but I also wonder how much it harks back to your own um, educational experience in school, because you know you put up your hand. Uh, you know people people kind of volunteer their hand, or still kids volunteer their hand to answer the question. Yeah. Whether whether that you know forms that idea in the class. I love that. What well, for me, I love the look of uh, dread that goes over. Uh, I don't know. That's a bit terrible. I love to say I love the look of. But that's that knowing dread <laughs> that they've just walked into a hole in their first yeah. couple of lessons when they when they go that they come in with like swagger and confidence. And go anybody, anybody, and it's absolutely. And that's terrible. <laughs> I I hate watching that too. I I think, but there the other the flip side of it, which is also problematic, is when it's the same people who want to volunteer all the time. And mm -hmm. this might happen with younger learners, where it's like, can I get a volunteer? And the, and the children know that the volunteer thing might be to like write something on the board yeah. or do something fun to get out of their seat and do something different. So the hands go up and, and that's where you get the other problem where like the same people volunteering all the time and the shyer students don't want to, they just let the braver students do it. And so you get the same people getting all the attention all the time. It's you like, know me, what? That, that's actually me. called the Harmony Granger syndrome these days. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter. They, they, that you, makes you, sense. Google that, you find that because, you yeah, know, yeah. like in Harry Potter, she's always putting her hand up and always wants to do it. So if you Google Harry, um, Harmony Granger syndrome, that's what you get. Right. <laughs> but there okay. is also all that thing longer. that with younger learners, sometimes you even find yourself, or the tweens, you know, kind of yes. like they're neither one thing or the other is um actually saying i'm not going to call on anybody whose hands up i'm going right. to call on people whose hands are not up you know, because <laughs> it's always the same people with their hands up but the, yeah, me, me, so, you, me, so you're damned you know. if you do and you're damned if you don't you are in my classroom <laughs> you're just damned well that brings me to my neck to the to, to kind of close this off then what advice would you give then to a new teacher about using the word volunteer in class would you say because i tend to say to i would tend to say if i'd been faced with that situation as a trainer where i saw a teacher do that i'd say probably better not to do this that much um and to until you get to know them really well start nominating people first would you would you add anything to that would you say the same to a new teacher don't ask for volunteers with this group for example oh, Go on, go on, you go. I, know, I was gonna say in the in the classroom management session that precedes teaching, usually I would show that clip from Ferris Bueller because I think it uh to remind them of the problem of anybody, anybody uh yeah. uh from it. No, no, forget. But I was gonna say, I do think I I, I said about you damned if you damned if you don't. One of the other issues with 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 uh, students in uh especially if they're teaching in a uh with a group of guinea pig students 
of a different nationality or something. It's, I think one of the things stressful stressful things is I don't know their names and I don't know how to pronounce their names uh, as well. Mm. And I think that leads into the and the volunteer syndrome because if you suddenly look at the list of names that you've got, you, I just don't <laughs> so know. So you how. say you you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Because right. you have to volunteer, do you? You could, I mean, there are other ways of doing feedback. They're like, start, I'm going to start on the left and go around the class, you know? Yes. The, the, if you maybe would... it's when you want to set up a model activity, for example, and you really need a student who you know is going to play ball so that you can set up a really nice model for the activity and the rest of the class is going to follow. And, um, and if you don't know the class, it's really difficult. So maybe you do want a keen person at that point to volunteer to help. I don't know. So maybe what you're in saying that is you situation. plant people in workshops and plant people in classes as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to have the keen extrovert who will step forward and help the teacher or whatever. Um, I don't know. In that situation, maybe you can. Or even the, even the anyone, if you're couching it in a kind of... Uh, does anybody have a story to tell about such and such? And you know, sort of, and if and, and if there isn't one, then that's fine. And if there are a couple, great. And you know, does anyone have a, a story they'd like to share? So that kind of that's true. Um, so you know what you're volunteering. Yeah, you know what you're volunteering for, rather yeah. than because okay. like <laughs> yes, that is who, true. Who <laughs> that's forward. a deadly thing. Is even I as I was a student with the hand up, but even I would get nervous when I don't know what I'm in for. It's like, can I get a volunteer? Exactly. I'm like, I don't know what it's, that's why I wouldn't do it in a workshop. I'm like, can, if someone says, can I get a volunteer in a teacher workshop? And I say, yes. Mm. And then someone says, so you need to come up and I want you to follow these dance steps in front of 500 people. And yeah, I'm like, I want you to stand no. on your head. Because people look around the room in a workshop and go, oh, there's Lindsay. Because you're known, does that not happen to you? Are you not the automatic <laughs> volunteer? Because like the same with you, Karen. No, no. Well, I'm some, often hiding in the back. So. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, next time you're, you see Lindsay or Kerry in a workshop, feel free to call on them to, to, to volunteer. volunteer. I please, think we've got please time. tell us what we're volunteering for no, first. I think you can, exactly. get, you can get keener volunteers if you just say what they're going to have to do. <laughs> I think with that, we should... I will volunteer us to take our first little break. Welcome to The Algorithm. The Algorithm brings you the best in example language sentences found on the web and language learning apps. Each is tailored and randomized, especially for you. Your sentence for today is... Owen is eating parsnips in the rain. Owen is eating parsnips in the rain. So I was volunteered to get us going after the advert break. <laughs> um, so we've, we've talked about uh, the, this concept of volunteering within class. Um, I think the other area, or one of the other areas we thought about in preparation for this uh, podcast episode was the fact that lots of teachers probably be, begin their career in a volunteer kind of way. Um, I certainly, I didn't start volunteer, but one of the options I was given was VSO, um, um, was it voluntary services overseas? Overseas, but, yeah. Yeah, yes. I, I'm, I'm scratching my memory because it's a, a long time ago. So, um, do we, should we talk about that and talk about volunteering as teachers? Uh, well, yes, I think if you part? look at English teaching, like English teaching around the world, 
um, even on a Google search for English teaching around the world, there'll be your like your regular job sites and the big companies. But then there's off an awful lot of like teach English as like a volunteer thing as part of development work or aid work and lots of organizations vso is one um the american peace corps also uh would have like options sometimes for teaching or i ran into peace corps people when i was in latin america who were doing english language teaching lots of projects across latin america and across africa that have a volunteer aspect sometimes depending on the country you're in some of that aspect will be education in a wider sense so like teaching in a small rural area, but often it would be if it was in a non-English speaking country, you might be, if you were British, American, Australia, you're a Bana country person, you might be teaching English. Um, also, that also, you don't really... also um, yeah. I think not only in um, necessarily developing countries, but also in countries where there are a lot of refugees mm, yeah. um, coming in. And I've met a lot of people who are volunteering um, to teach English to new arrivals or, or English as one of the language skills that's being taught in various countries. It's kind of, it's not only the, the language of the country that English is considered um, a really useful skill to offer and a lot of volunteers working in that too. Yeah, certainly here in Oxford, there's a lot of uh, refugee, te teaching of refugees. There's a, there's a couple of uh, places in the centre of power which are, which are aimed, well, when I say are in the centre of town, that was before the pandemic. Um, you know, aimed at that. I just um, on on Lindsay's advice, I just googled it. I got uh, I got uh, about half a million volunteer results on volunteer yeah. teaching. So it's quite it's quite yeah. prolific. I mean, and and I think that's. I, I was kind of thinking about it myself, like, is this a good thing or a bad thing that it's so common? Because, of course, it's a good thing if people, you know, education is important, where people can help out in, in any way they can. Uh, it's a good experience for the teachers, but also the other people get something out of it. Is it not a good thing in that it, it, it also helps contribute to that sort of lack of professionalization of, of teaching in a way, sort of that um you know that teaching is still considered something that you know just volunteers can do because many of the volunteer teaching things they don't particularly need that much training i don't think they would need uh a, a, even a, a celta type equivalent you know is if, you, if you can speak the language you can go and teach it they maybe give you some materials and so on and so forth i mean my mother was an english teacher volunteer for many years in the seven in the 80s in canada before there was a push to make it more kind of professional and they said you know we can't keep depending on volunteers to do this the government should be paying them and so then she got a paid job where the jobs were kind of made paid and the volunteers who had been doing it for years were given those jobs because that's you know, that sounds great but also i know teachers who um they have their main teaching job as it were and then in a kind of a spirit of giving back will also do some Oh, like the lawyer, classes. like like lawyers yeah. and pro bono. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like a, a local school that I was working with had yeah. um, a free courses for um, it was like young people in danger or you know, sort of um, marginalized youth, and they were doing like really active, dynamic, fun stuff on Friday evenings with this group of teenagers, and that was all voluntary, and it I seemed to feed really nicely into the staff room motivation. And I, I, I agree. I, I agree that I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. But I suppose, I guess, in, in the ideal world, there would be money that you would have teachers who would be paid to do this kind of stuff. Because obviously, when it, once it goes for years and years like that, then it becomes just part of like the teaching will for this 
program here for these people will always be done by volunteers and not professional. Well, that's true. Or but not paid just, work just to play or not. I mean, we all work on initial teacher training courses and we use volunteer students. That's so, true. Um, so it works both ways in that sense, you know. And They're wonderful often, volunteers, aren't they? Yeah. Absolutely, yes. you know, hats off to all the volunteer students. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> the volunteer <laughs> students. Although, there, yeah, you, one could... Hmm. Could you could you argue you're getting a bit more out of it as a volunteer student than you are as a volunteer teacher? Well, depends what. Well, I was thinking more of this. So they're, not really, they're, they're actually paying to do it. So I'm still, I still don't think you're volunteering if you're actually paying to work. <laughs> no, that's true. Yes, that's that's also true. And a lot of, a lot of um, if, if I talk to, to students that have been uh, volunteers on, on Santa courses, which I've run, they do it, you know, because they enjoy it and they do get to revise stuff they might not be doing in their other classes. And many of them are taking a normal program of language lessons on, and, and doing using the volunteer stuff to to um uh, to enhance their skills in an area uh for it so one could could one argue i i, I take a more really said lindsay but a, a volunteer teacher in some cases there would be the opportunity for somebody to try the profession out and to get that experience yeah um, of, of living abroad because often uh, certainly when you, you you look at it from from our point of view from from that kind of westernized way of of the of the elt teacher going abroad to teach you know there's quite a lot there going abroad doing you know living abroad for your first year if you're if you're a new person so if, if it's the first time you've done that i mean a lot of people have traveled but living abroad is a very different thing yeah. so going going to volunteer and do it in, in that sense i think is probably a, a good stepping stone and i think you're right while while people aren't necessarily um trained as 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 well as some other teachers in the profession and they, you could call into the question the the quality of it i do think they do get some training which is better than, yeah. than than nothing i know that i've been involved in projects where i've written stuff for uh for those teachers to go out and survive in countries if they're volunteering so but yeah and they may well have quite a good support network around them as, as you like for a first step that's as it also were. True. like you know sort of yeah. it's actually quite a safe environment to take your first steps yeah i mean and i i got my start doing volunteer teaching first in canada to, to new canadians but i was i I'd just been recently trained so that was part of my training but then uh, even just before that before i got trained i had done some work in a refugee camp in croatia so and that was really like like that was the the classic volunteers make yourself useful like young people young bodies here we have activities choose one of these activities to do with people you speak mm. english so you teach a class here's a game that you can do do that in english and, and and so on and so forth which is which was part of it as well we haven't come into agreement whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing it's just a thing that volunteering and teaching it's part, especially of, it's part of our profession but i think yeah. you rightly said it it's part of many professions i mean people you know the lawyer uh pro bono work you talk of is is, is known because it's, you see lawyers even doctor stuff yeah medical staff who volunteer for you know a couple of weeks a year or whatever to work on in emergencies some or, yeah yeah, yeah. I guess I guess the difference is perhaps at what stage they're qualified and experienced. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think even in English language teaching, you could have someone who's just starting out volunteering. You could have someone who's been teaching yes. for forty years and they're yeah. volunteering because actually it allows you to do the kind of teaching you want to do. 
That's know, true. You don't yeah. have That's the. A, he might not have the stress of the the first certificate exam or the university yeah. exam looming over your head. That you, you need to get to a certain pass rate. Maybe able to pick and choose the times and days that you work. You know, That's there could true. be a lot yeah, of pluses yeah, to a lot, volunteering. A lot, lot of pluses to it. I think yeah. uh, uh, with it. So. Well, if you, as a listener, have any experience or uh, doing volunteer teaching, either at the beginning of your career right now, or you're in the twilight years of your career and you're beginning <laughs> to long to do something different, please let us know. Uh, you can reach us at our website, teflcommute.com or on Facebook, all the social media. Let's take another quick break and then come back and talk about yet another aspect of volunteering. Hey everyone, producer James here to say thanks for listening and just to let you know that if you want to say thanks to us for all the episodes that we've given you for free, we'd be really grateful. We love making the show. It will always be free to you, but there are some costs involved. So if you'd like to help out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Commute and buy us a coffee. I'm more of a tea man myself, but I'll still appreciate it. Okay, back to the show. So now it seems to be my turn as Sean and Lindsay take one step back and I'm the volunteer. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be looking at um, volunteering kind of in the ELT world, but for things like teaching associations and the like. So, I mean, I think I'm going to, I'd like to start maybe, should we start with the biggie? Should we start with Aya Teffel? I yeah. think maybe Sean, you're the one with the most experience there. For our okay. listeners, before you start, Sean, IATEFL, the International Association of Teachers of English as a Foreign Language. Thank so, you, Lindsay. <laughs> well, that and TESOL are the two big ones. Lindsay, as a, Lindsay was a, an ambassador for a volunteer ambassador for IATEFL, so you yeah. should be able to get it right. <laughs> but you can never get our tagline right, so no guarantees. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the most experienced one. I think we've all volunteered over the years. I am obviously a current uh, trustee of IATEFL, so that's a, a volunteering role. Um, how do you um, how how does one become a trustee of IATEFL? Uh Well, that's a good question. Well, there uh, so the the trustees that are the board of directors uh, of IATEFL and all the board of directors are volunteers. That's the there are the, everybody from the president or whatever, and it's usually a call for nominations. Okay. Uh, and then if there um, if there are um, if there are many candidates, then there will be an election. And in fact, probably around the time that we are putting this episode out, the, the call for the vice president will have gone out. President will, will will go out for it. And you serve as a once elected, you serve as a director. Uh, apart from the president and vice president, the, the uh, other directors are elected for a term of three years, which is renewable by the board itself. So, and what kind of work? I'm, I'm in my fourth year of that. Okay. And what so kind you of work? What for kind three of... years, but you're in your fourth. Does yeah, so you get renewed? you get so yeah. After three years, you have you can you get renewed by the you. It's not an election. You put yourself forward to the board to say that you would like to con mm -hmm. uh, to continue, and the board and you have to put a kind of show what you've done and where you want to go with the role, and then the board decides in it in itself. Uh, um, so I'm in my yeah. I've just started. I'm in my fourth year of that. Yeah. And, and what kind of volunteer work, if for someone who had no idea of what goes on at ITEFL, what kind of volunteer work have you done? Let's each share what kind of volunteer work we've done with teaching associations, you know, to give people ideas if they want to do things. What what have you what do you do, Sean? Well, so I started out, I guess my volunteering for, for ITEFL started out with the, the special interest group, the learning technology special interest group. 
which yep. I served, uh, served on the committee for, for many years. It's kind of, I, um, I was at an IHF conference probably a decade or so ago now, and the, the current um, coordinator, or the coordinator at the time said, oh, I need, uh, of course, anybody can volunteer for this. It's like, okay, I'm one of these people that would do that. Uh, so I think I, I started out as, what were they like to do? I think I was a, the, the treasurer, then I became the event secretary, and then finally I became joint coordinator of of the of the the group. So I did that for probably about maybe about six years before I became a a, a trustee. And I, um, well, the reason I do it, uh, the reason I got into it, is because I think it's a good form of, of professional development. Actually, um, mm -hmm. I find it. I, I find that I've learned. Obviously, having been in the profession about around thirty years, you know, I've done most of the qualifications and those kind of things, and I do find that I've, you know, enhanced my knowledge of the profession and got a different view of the profession, but from being um, involved at a SIG level and certainly at the trustee level. Essentially, you know, I'm working on a board of directors on a on a charity, and so what I've learned about running a charity and running an organisation, certainly in the time of pandemic. Um, it's quite it's quite interesting and uh, and I find that really rewarding. What about you, Carrie? What's been your experience volunteering with teacher organizations? Okay, so I guess I'm kind of relatively new to it. I mean, there's um I've been um associated to the board of a very small, lo very local teaching association, Tefel del Sur, here okay. in Cadiz for about 10 years now, I think, probably. So um and that's just kind of that's fun. It's a group of friends. Basically, it started out as and everyone who joins then becomes part of the group of friends and we run events a couple of times a year. Uh, we have a couple of times a year. We haven't had any under COVID, but we're hoping to we're going to do a walk and talk uh, in oh, a couple nice. of weekends. Yeah. So we're going for a, a TEFL walk um, out and about. Uh, in in nature as it were um <laughs> but more recently i've started working on the materials writing sig so the materials writing special interest group for iotefl and i'm the publications coordinator um and uh which is actually kind of like quite daunting the materials writing publications yeah. coordinator mm -hmm. yes. you know, so, but we have Ooh. a great joint coordinator penny hands who i've got a name because she is editor and proofreader supreme so um, then true. the responsibility feels uh, less heavy on my shoulders um so there i i write um <laughs> emails and bulletins and <laughs> uh, put together the ebook once a year <laughs> and oh, they're, very, they're very well crafted emails and i do the same for tsol spain where um I was kind of volunteered for TESOL Spain and, and accepted the um, uh, to be volunteered. And I've ended up there as well, kind of publications, and I do the monthly newsletter more than anything else, and host a couple of uh, meetups online. And, um, and that's been really nice, actually, because it's been almost all of it during the pandemic. And it's been so good to be able to set up online networks for teachers and kind of I really have felt that that was helping people. Um, and I think maybe under COVID, the whole volunteering and helping out thing became more, I don't know, immediately gratifying. It kind of seemed to make immediate sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, my 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 experience, I haven't been volunteering recently, but I, I started around 20 years ago with IATAFL, um, and I volunteered on a special interest group. I joined one that I thought was interesting, which was the teacher education, mm-hmm. teacher training and education one. Uh, I volunteered to be on the board I, or whatever, on the on the committee. Um, and I, I got a, I, I got to be there. Then I became the newsletter editor when we were doing printed newsletters. Then I joined another SIG, became uh, on the global issue SIG. I became a the event coordinator where um, I met Sean. Right, the great podcast. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's really interesting because it's actually our volunteering because I was LT SIG and Lindsay was GI SIG, global issue SIG. That borders into the world of podcasting. So Tough yep. Commute wouldn't exist if it wasn't for, for our volunteering, actually. Exactly. And then I was also on, I wasn't volunteering with Ma SIG. I did I did plenty of volunteering with uh, Global Issues SIG, which was events and yeah, events and then the and the newsletter for TTED. And I always recommend that for new teachers. Uh I always recommend it for new teachers um to volunteer with uh like a sick either the local organization um or something international because it brings you into contact with so many other people and it's great for networking it's great for your own development i think in a way but it also just opens up your horizons and lets you see other aspects of like what's going on and even in a, a lesser form i think volunteering uh all those conferences they're always full of volunteers, like all the student volunteers. My son volunteered at a TESOL conference that we held here in my part of Spain, where it was there. He was one of the volunteers. He enjoyed that day. So usually it's kind of, it's a, a different kind of experience. And it's something that I do recommend to people very strongly. I guess, just thinking back to, obviously, we ran the um, IATFL conference online this year. And um we wouldn't have done that without the amount of volunteers that came from teaching the world. You know, I, I ran a team of 60 plus moderators who'd volunteered their time for three days. It was astounding with it. I think teachers are very good at giving the time in that way, um, yeah. in, in the sense that if, I think if they understand the opportunity is there, um, they, they get involved in it. But I couldn't agree more, Lindsay. And we, I think we've talked, we've talked about the the big associations like TESOL and, and IATFL, but then on the lower, on the on the next level down, like TESOL Spain or, or local or local teaching associations, there's opportunities that people don't necessarily want to get uh, into the bigger organizations immediately. I think it's, it's yeah, but even thing. in a local one, it can be really gratifying yeah, and just really meeting other people and yeah. networking. And you know, even in a pure like you know selfish way, like you can often find out what where there are good jobs going, or you know, if Absolutely. you're changing jobs or whatever, it can help you with your with your career. So always recommend. Uh, yeah, it. you learn loads of kind of you know those <laughs> committee running management skills as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that you that, that could look better good on and CV, worse. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Conflict that, management. No, 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 no. I, I joke. <laughs> so I think um, I think that pretty much does it. Is there anything else we needed to add about volunteering? Are you volunteered out, Lindsay? I think Have I think you, I, yeah. I think I volunteered enough volunteered of my enough. time. No, no, what you should have said, well, said there is no. It's I've got to go and do my volunteer blah 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 now. Ah, that's <laughs> true. I've got to go and do my volunteer work outside. I've got somewhere one else. last question that we'd kind sure. of talked about off mic, but it was that thing of and um, the TEFL commute. Is this really volunteering? I said that as a joke, I think, off mic. I was like, does this count as volunteering? And I suppose it doesn't, but I liked what you said, Carrie, about there are different things. There's like 
there's volunteering where you need to have an organization, right? Like so, like like IATEFL or Tef or TESOL Spain or your local thing is volunteering. But then you said that like so TEFL commute would be like a hobby, an interest, like a, a hobby passion. or a passion, <laughs> a free like a pet project. Yeah, you know, it's just like DIY. Like again, we we do this for free, except for the coffees that you may buy us. Yeah, well, we do it for free, <laughs> um, apart from the hosting costs, the website. So there's hobby, the activities, there's past, kind of pastimes related to your profession, there's volunteering, and then also, Carrie, there's what you do with ELT Footprint, which you considered not volunteering. No, it doesn't feel like volunteering at all, because I don't feel like I'm doing it for another organization. It just, that's such a, I don't know, such a grassroots thing. It feels like activism to yes. me. Yeah. But also support. And I don't think for me, support is volunteering. It's kind of just lent, lending a hand to people. Um, is it I don't lending know. a hand volunteering? Well, quite, yes, exactly. I mean, I don't know. Where, where is the line? Where is the line? <laughs> yes. The line? Yeah. Yes, because also sometimes volunteering will feel like a kind of pet hobby and, and, and fun thing yeah. to do. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't see the, the tough community in that. I mean, tough, the podcasting that. The, the Lindsay and I did with this and prior to this was kind of almost born out of uh, can we make a podcast and yeah. both our in our geek geekdom of of having kind of <laughs> sound and do stuff like that so I think I definitely see that as a hobby and an interest that we pursued I'm, I'm still I understand what you're saying about with, with the ELT footprint and I, I with it but um but I would say that, that I don't know I think there is volunteering in it um but, I think it's, but I mean, I think for for a lot of us, it's a pet project uh, as well. It's kind of like it's it something that's like it's a cause that we believe in, and so it's kind of it. Um, but I, I see what you mean. There's the because, yeah, you're also volunteering your time. You're giving it to that cause. So. If anybody can help us out with actually what we mean by volunteering, <laughs> then please. Uh, and that's what that was our aim to do in this episode. We'll explore all the different things of volunteering. We explored so deep that we're back at well, what do we mean by volunteering? <laughs> Let's call it a day then for that. And um, Sean, why don't you tell people where they can find us? Well, they can find us if they wish on uh, well, the podcast come out every couple of weeks during the season and they'll find the episodes on uh, Podomatic or any of their usual podcast subscribers. If they want to communicate with us, then you can find us on all the channels. You know, we're on Insta, apparently. We're on YouTube, uh, we, uh, we're on Facebook because we're back with the kids. And um, when it works, you can also join us on our, on our website at Fethel Commute dot com and if you really want to you can buy us a coffee anyway i'm off i've had enough of this volunteering last this podcast <laughs> thanks everybody bye bye as your commute is coming to an end here's an idea you can take into class choose an example of a project which your students might be able to volunteer for or ask them to choose one this could be something local or an international project. Ask your students to brainstorm different reasons why people might choose not to volunteer for this project. They should then exchange these reasons with another group who then have to think of counter-arguments. For example, if one reason is that the potential volunteer can't find a babysitter during the hours when volunteers are needed, then the organisation might suggest ways that the children can be involved in the volunteering too. 
You might like to tie your work on volunteering in with International Volunteer Day, a UN event which happens on the 5th of December every year. You've been listening to The TEFL Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clamfield, Kerry Jones, Sean Wilden, Sandy Millen and James Taylor. You can support this podcast at buymeacoffee.com forward slash TEFL Commute. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast player of choice and by visiting us at tefelcommute.com. His tail was like, he put his tail right like on your nose. Anyway, cut all this out, James.